Shot clock is off. Hardaway to Trier. Trier drives down and throws it down. Oh, Alonzo Trier. with some type of run pass option going to the right. Boise State for the win. They hand it off to Johnson. Boise State has won the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Can you believe it? Welcome back to another episode of See Me at Halftime Family. You know why we're here, man. We're here for the sports, baby. You know how we get down. Happy Friday. Good news. I just wanna, I just wanna give a shout out to everybody who's listened, who's shared the podcast, listened to the podcast. Um, we are now officially on Google Podcast and also on Overcast, which is a podcast platform. So, to the new members who are listening with us, welcome aboard the train. That will never stop running. You know, this is, you know, we're here for the sports. We're here for the enjoyment of the game. As always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at See Me at Halftime. Before we get started with the NBA segment, big news coming out of the association. Kyrie's done for the season. Shoulder injury. You're going to get that surgery. I think that, um, I think it's necessary for him. You know, he has a lot going on. Don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic player. Definitely one of the best point guards in this league. But the injuries really do him in. And I think with Kyrie, you know, you know, he has that mentality where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't have enough teammates. I don't really have enough. This and the third. Da, 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 da. But then you also got to think about the injuries as well. Hopefully, you know, he's able to come back better next year. On top of that, the Nets don't have KD. And even more coming out of the association, now DeMarcus Cousins got waived by the Lakers. And to be quite honest, be quite frank, it sucks. It really does. But, you know, he's been injured for quite some time. You know, when he was in Sacramento, the boy was a boss. I mean, he was definitely top five centers, top five big man in the league. But now, you know, he he can still ball, but it's just the injuries. I mean, the injuries are starting to catch up, so I don't know who would take him. Reports are saying, and, you know, some people I talk to saying, you know, he would be good in Houston. You know, he would be good in, um, you know, a Celtics uniform. So we'll see, you know. You know, you never know. But um, we're going to recap the All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend, man, I got to say. All-Star Weekend was looking pretty good. Was looking pretty good. I'm not going to stunt. The NBA Rising Stars game. Like, that's the one game I do like to watch, man. 
What what we don't realize is that a lot of these young cats in the league right now, the rookies and the sophomores, they do they do a lot, man. They got a lot going on. Shout out to Miles Bridges from the Hornets. Got MVP of the game. But it was fantastic to watch everybody. Like legit. Everybody, man. Like it was it was crazy. You got Miles Bridges who doesn't get enough shine. Especially down there in Charlotte. You have Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham is really coming to his own. I like what I see from him, man. You got Jaron Jackson Jr., of course. Put that together with John Morant. I mean, John Morant, John Morant for me right now is my rookie of the year pick. Man, that boy is running and gunning with it. You got Kendrick Nunn off Miami. Eric Pascal, Colin Sexton, PJ Washington, Zion, big man Zion. Which my fiance said he's built like a, a linebacker, but that boy could ball. You got Trey Young, DeAndre Eaton, RJ Barrett, Brandon Clark, that boy Luca, the Donchich, Shea Gildas, Alexander. I'm, I'm not going to stump, man. I'm not, I'm not going to stump. I got to pause for a second. I know there are not a decent names on this list, but Shea Gildas, Alexander really made me a fan when he was on the Clips. That boy can really do some things, man. Could really do some things. But looking at this Rising Stars game, man, I think the league is in good hands. Like, I mean, yeah, you got Trey, who now I want to say is the second best, currently the second best point guard in the league. You got Luka, you know, the Doncic, man. He's, he's legit running with the Mavs right now, man. I feel like if the Mavs didn't have Luka, it would be over. John Morant, my rookie, right currently, right now, my rookie of the year. He's legit leading this Memphis team that nobody had any faith in coming into the season. He didn't get a lot of shine at Murray State when he was coming out in the draft. And people were like, oh, we, we're not sure about this kid. He can't defend. He can't shoot. He can't do none of that. Let me tell y'all something, man. That man could do anything he sets his mind to. Don't play with that young brother. Now, if he can get the eighth seed and lock it up, it's over, man. It is over, my guy. Now, you got the skills challenge, which, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's looking pretty decent. You got Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shea Gildas Alexander, Chris Middleton, DeMontis Sabanis, Pascal Siakam, and Jason Tatum. And shout out, to, shout out to Bam, man. I actually, for me... I had this between Bam and Jason Tatum. I like Jason Tatum. I, you know, I like his athleticism. I like his length. I like his shot. But like I said, man, you, you don't sleep on the big men. Pascal Siakam, I like him too. But, you know, the big men are coming out, man. They really, big men are coming into their own. Don't sleep on these young brothers out here, man. Don't sleep on them. Now, the three-point contest, I was talking to a couple of my people, and we were looking like, okay, if you look at the lineup, you got Davis Burtons, Devin Booker, Devontae Graham, Joe Harris, Buddy Hield, Zach Levine, Dunk Robinson, Duncan Robinson, and Trey Young. I said out of that, because picking Trey would be too easy. For me, I said Devin or Buddy Hield. Turns out I was right out of the one of the two. I mean, don't forget Devin Booker's a walking bucket. This is the same man that dropped 70 on the Celtics. Let's not forget about that. But Buddy, but Buddy Hill, I got to say, out of Indiana, man, when he was coming out of Indiana, I said he needs to get into the right system, and this boy could ball. Boy won on the last shot. Money ball. 
You can't make this stuff up, man. It's All Star Weekend. It's sensational. In the words of my boy Future. Now, we can talk about the dunk contest, man. It was, it was, it was controversial. You had Pat Connaughton, Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, and Derek Jones Jr. You know, you could talk about, you know, who got robbed this and the third. Da, 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 da. Me personally, man, I think honestly that Aaron Gordon, you know, he should have won. He should have won 2016 and he should have won this one. There should have been a tie. You know, I guarantee you want to keep doing dunk offs and all that other stuff. But, you know, looking at it like, Aaron Gordon really did, and I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not knocking Derrick Jones Jr. All right, if you watch the Miami Heat games, because also Miami doesn't get enough shine, and you know I'm up in a, I'm up in the tri-state area where I watch to have, I have to watch my 13th seed Knicks lose close games and whatnot. So you don't really catch Miami games like that. Derrick Jones is a stud, man. Boy, cabal, you know, high flyer, all that, but. I think that the icing on the cake, jumping over a seven foot five center, is something that a lot of people can't do. Yeah, you can say he pushed off this, that, and the third, da, 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 but even having the athleticism to get up over him and to dunk it, I think that's I think that's tough, man. I think that's tough. You know, I think he got robbed twice. He said he's not going to do it again. And I honestly don't blame it. Aaron Gordon, from me and the senior halftime family, man, I think you should have got it, bro. I think you should have got it, broski. You, you had me locked in in 2016 when you went over the magic mascot legit under the legs like you was doing a setup, bro. It ain't right. But we're still blaming Dwayne Wade. What do you want to do? Shout out to Dwayne Wade, man. He's getting his jersey retired in Miami this weekend. And I must say, Dwayne has had a hell of a career. And I'm talking talking about before before LeBron, before Chris Bosh, before Birdman, before Ray Allen. When he was the Flash, bro. When he was really that dude in 06. When he carried that team and he was dropping buckets game after game. Boy, was a cold-blooded killer. Now to the All-Star game. You know, nobody really cares about the actual All-Star game until you get to the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter, I have to say, that fourth quarter was some of the best basketball that I have ever seen in my life. You know, the plays, Kyle Lowry taking charges, Chris Paul was on fire from three. And see, and see, that's the thing. That's another thing. Chris Paul doesn't get the shine that he should. Everybody said... Oh, y'all going to send him to OKC. OKC is going to be a bust. They send the third. Da, 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 da. Currently, they're sitting at a sixth seed. Chris Paul was looking nice. Everybody everybody was looking good. Um, I'm tired of looking at Joel Embiid bring the ball down and trying to bring it back up. Like, am I the only one that's looking at Joel Embiid and looking at Joel like, bro, you're just a little bit soft now? You're just a little bit soft? And I think that with the rules they have, yeah, I get the target score. But I don't think for that kind of pickup style game that you should be winning the game on a free throw. Yeah, the whole charity idea and bringing the kids in, I think that was dope. I think that was dope. Whoever came up with that idea, applause to you because that, that made it so much better. 
But I think that you have to win that kind of game by like two or three. Like how you play in the neighborhood, like, oh, like deuce or trace. Like you got to win at a certain point. Like you're just not going to win on a free throw. But, you know, it is what it is. Kawhi had an excellent game. Shout out to the NBA for now making it the Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP Award. You know, I like the way that Magic, you know, had his little speech about David Stern and Kobe. Because, you know, they were both influential to the game. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, what David Stern did. Yeah, David Stern got a lot of slack. Especially for that veto trade where Chris Paul was supposed to go to the Lakers. But, you know, he did You know he did a lot of things and so did Kobe. So for Magic to honor the both of them and for the NBA to really take care of Kobe's name, you know, that was dope, man. It was, it was, it was good to see, you know, everybody still in their feelings about, you know, the whole Kobe situation. But to come together as an NBA family and, you know, to be in high spirits and all that good jazz, it, it, it felt good. It felt good. Now, to the second half of the NBA season, which this is where everything starts getting good. This is where everybody starts to watch full games. You know what I'm saying? We're not watching bits and pieces of games. Nobody cares about that. We're watching the whole entire games now. Now, like I said, I'm a Knicks fan. My Knicks are 17 and 39. We ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. So, I guess I'll be chilling in the crib. But... I must say the standings right now, if the playoffs were to start today, look at the Eastern Conference. You got Milwaukee at one, Toronto at two, Boston at three, Miami at four, Philly at five, Indiana at six, Brooklyn at seven, and Orlando at eight. To be quite honest with you, I think this lineup is pretty decent. But I'm telling y'all this now. Do not be surprised if Bradley Beal and the boys in Washington catch up to that eighth spot. Don't be surprised. Bradley Beal has been balling. I've always said for a good amount of time, and you can't agree to disagree, or you might say, you know, bro, you're wrong. Bradley Beal was always the true leader of the Washington Wizards. That's just my take on it. The boy, man, is on fire. He could shoot the three. He could drive it in the paint. He could kick it out. He could do whatever he wants to do. Now, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's a strong number one. You got Giannis, Chris Middleton. You got the Lopez brothers. Don't forget about that boy, Bledsoe. They are my pick to make the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think it's a given. You know, you have, you know, the current MVP. And that team is solid and stacked. As long as there's no injuries, I don't see why, you know, they're not capable. You got Toronto at two. And honestly, Toronto was doing better than I expected them to do. I thought, okay, Kawhi's going to leave. Y'all are going to fall off a little bit. You know, it's not going to be the same. This, that, and the third. They knocked my idea out of the water. Van Vliet is balling. Kyle Lowry is balling, Ibaka's balling, Pascal Siakam, balling. Now you got Boston at number three. And for me, Boston has always been a little bit shaky. 
But I think adding Kemba Walker is really going to help them. It's really going to help them. For me, right now, I could easily say Milwaukee's going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. There's no, there's no doubt about it in my mind. And if it does happen, they don't make it, then I must be a fool. But I could see Milwaukee and Boston playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. But my dark horse, my dark horse is the number four seed, Miami Heat. I like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has that mindset where it's like, you know, I want to kill you on the court. They got Derrick Jones Jr. <coughs> Excuse me. They got Kendrick Nunn, beautiful player, Tyler Harrow. You know, they, they just look like a good team. Yeah, they took a L the other day, actually last night, to, um, who did they play last night? The Hawks, my bad. Shout out to Trey Young. Balling, got that 50-piece McNugget meal. But I still think if, you know, in a consistent, you know, win four games out of seven series, I think they could do it. At five, you have Philly. And, you know, I'm not really sold on Philly, man. I'm not. I remember at the beginning of the year, you know, Ben was doing decent. Joel was doing decent. You know, Tobias Harris is doing decent. I was watching the game the other night when they played the um when they played the Nets, and I didn't like what I saw from them. It it just wasn't the Sixers that we know. Like this team is supposed to be built on bullies, you know, with Joel, with Ben, with Tobias, and I'm not seeing that Philly bully mentality. Where it's like, okay, you know, we're the rough kids on the block. We're going to make y'all pay for it. I'm not seeing it. And I, and honestly, don't be surprised if they get knocked out in the first or the second round. Now, the sixth seed, you got the Indiana Pacers, who finally got Victor Oladipo back. Thank you, God. I like this team a lot. I do. You know, you got Sabonis as well, and you got Miles Turner. But lately, I don't know why they're losing a lot of close games, especially the buzzer beaters. And I hate watching it. I really do. And if they go and they play a... Okay, so they're currently the sixth seed. So which means that they would play the Celtics. They could easily probably get, you know, a game or two off of them. But they're not going to win that series. I don't, I don't think they have enough pieces to put together. I just don't think they're fit to make a run. At seven, you got Brooklyn. I won't be surprised. Don't be surprised if Brooklyn falls or them in the magic switch to that seven and eight spot Brooklyn you know you don't have KD you know you don't have a uh, Kyrie because the season's over for him I mean yeah you have Spencer Dinwiddie you have Joe Harris you know you have um <coughs> excuse me you got DeAndre Jordan and you have Jared Allen but I don't think that's enough to take on especially a Toronto team sitting at a two seed you know, you might win a you might win a game, but Toronto's gonna push you out of there. And then you got Orlando at eight. Orlando gets really no shine. No shine whatsoever. I don't have them sitting in this spot forever. I would like I said I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Washington goes ahead and takes that eighth spot from them. But even if whoever gets that eighth spot, you're gonna have to play Milwaukee. And Milwaukee's gonna dominate. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let you roll over them. 
So that's for the East. Now we're looking at the West, which to me is the better conference of the two. You have LA at one. You have the Nuggets at two. The Clippers at three. Utah's at four. Got the Rockets at five. Oklahoma City at six. Dallas at seven. And you have Memphis at eight. Now, you got the Lakers at number one, 41 and 12 record. I like that team, but I feel like they are missing something. I feel like they're missing something. Yeah, they let just they just let go of Demarcus Cousins. Of course, you got you know LeBron, the goat of this generation. You got AD, Rondo, Avery Bradley, Jared Dudley, Kyle Kuzma. But I feel like they're missing a piece, and I don't know what that piece is. They're losing, you know, they you know, to me, like they're not losing, losing, but when you see them play like for me, when I see them play Dallas, they struggle a little bit. They played a depleted, I think that's when Wiggins first arrived in Golden State. They played a depleted Warriors team and win by five. And I know this is a league where it's like, you know, a win is a win, but a Warriors team without D you should be blowing them out by at least 20 to 25 points. Then you got Denver at number two, and I, I like Denver. I like Denver. Denver has a lot to offer. Jamal Murray, Will Barton, the Joker, Jokic. I like that team, man. It, it's, it's really one of those teams where it's like they have a good amount of talent, but if they were in the East, it would be different. Like, the Nuggets are nice. Don't get me wrong. The Nuggets are nice. But they don't, they, you know, you you know, you know, have to have something in order to make a run. And going from just copping the eighth seed a couple years ago on the last game of the season against the Wolves to being in a two seed back-to-back years, I think that's, I think that's a good step up. That's a good step up. But I'm not sure that they'll make the Eastern Conference Final. My bad. Still on the Western. Still on the Western Conference Final. I don't think they have enough to make it. My two picks for the Western Conference Finals, just like everybody else, hopefully, will be the battles of the Staples Center between the Lakers and the Clippers. Clippers hit at number three. Of course, you have Kawhi. Um, Brought a championship to Toronto. Defensive mindset. Dude's a robot. You got Paul George, Patrick Beverly. And, you know, some more key pieces. They just signed, if I'm correct, Reggie Jackson. So that adds more depth at the point guard position. That is a defensive-minded team. And I think that, honestly, they, out of the two teams, they're better than the Lakers. Like, if you go head-to-head, yeah, you know, LeBron's going to have a head full of steam. He's going to drive it in. But Kawhi and Paul George and Patrick Beverly. You know, show great defense, show great promise. So, it's going to be a battle for the ages. The Utah Jazz, one of my favorite teams in the league. You know why? Because of Donovan Mitchell. That's the only reason. Why? Because of Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. I like this team. Like I said, you know, I don't think they have enough pieces to really go anywhere, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, Rudy Gobert, you know, easily could be defensive player of the year. 
uh, Donovan Mitchell, he's really coming into his own. I need to buy a Donovan Mitchell jersey. If anybody's listening to this and knows Donovan Mitchell, please tell him to get my information so I can I can get a jersey. That's my guy. I've been I was talking about them and when he got into the league, boys, monster, man. But I, I I'm not sure they have enough to get anything really done. At five, you got the Houston Rockets. Best player on the team right now is Westbrook. Legit is Westbrook. You know, you trade away Clint Compella. The small ball is working for now. You know, it's run and gun. Um, they did pick up Robert Covington. Definitely a sharp shooter, especially on the three. Can play defense too. Like I said, the small ball is working for now. It's working for now. But I'm not sure in a playoff run because what people don't realize is that when you're playing in the playoffs, you're playing a team for five, six, potentially seven games. So there's a lot of repetition. Especially if you're seeing a team that, you know, learns your formation and learns your schemes. I don't think that small ball is going to work. Especially now, you know, if I'm looking at the standings correctly, they would be playing. Let me see here. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The Rockets will be playing the Jazz. So they could easily get a win off of that, knowing that um, you got Rudy Gobert in the paint. I mean, you could shoot around it because James Harden is legit a walking bucket. Legit one of the greatest pure scorers. I'm not, I'm not talking shooting pure scorers that we have seen. But, you know, like I said in the podcast before, if the small ball doesn't work, and they get knocked out the first round, I think you have to fire Mike D'Antoni or you got to fire somebody in the front office because this team isn't known for defense. They're known for offense, but they're not known for defense, and they can never get it, you know, really done. Um, At six, you got Oklahoma City, which me personally, I didn't expect. I thought with Russ leaving, you know, it was going to be a change in Oklahoma City, but... Having Chris Paul and Gildas Alexander, you know, it really did something for that team. They're sitting at 34 and 22. I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad. And I'm currently watching them playing the Nuggets. It's a, it's a, you know, this team is pretty decent. They looking like, yo, we going to rumble with anybody. I don't care how you feel. We going to rumble and we going to make it work. Then at seven, you got the Dallas Mavericks. My boy Luca, you got Kristaps Porzingis, which, you know, as a Knicks fan, I ain't really rocking with Kristaps right now, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I like that squad, man. I like that squad because Luca, Luca's the future of the NBA. I'm not saying he's going to be the only superstar. You know, I don't want people to be like, oh, you're saying that Luca's going to be the only one? Luca's not the only one, but Luca. Luca is going to be one of the superstars of the next generation of basketball players. I like what I see. He can dish it. You know, he can shoot the three. He can take it in himself. He, you know, he, he don't care what size you are. He's going to go up against you. And I think that's, you know, that's what's dope about him. Um, if they play the Denver Nuggets, which is a two seed, I mean, don't be surprised. Like I said, this is all that the playoffs started today. If the Denver Nuggets play the Mavericks, yo, don't be surprised if that series went to seven games. 
Guaranteed, I think that the Nuggets would win because, you know, they have more weapons. But don't be surprised if that series went to seven games. That, that would be a series to watch, boy. Be a series to watch. At eight, you got the Grizzlies. Which, like I said, I don't think a lot of people expected the Grizzlies to even be in playoff contention this year. I mean, the Grizzlies traded away a lot of pieces. And then you you bring in, you, you know, you have Jaron Jackson Jr. from last year. And then you bring in this kid from Murray State, John Morant. Now, guaranteed, you know, if you follow college basketball, we're almost getting to that time of March Madness. You know, he didn't get a lot of shine when he was at Murray State. But he is really coming into his own. And like I said, for me, that's my that's my rookie of the year, man. That is my rookie of the year. That boy is putting on a show. Is putting on a show. I knew that homie was the real truth. My moment of clarity is when I watched Homeboy try to dunk on Kevin Love and he just missed it. When you have that that kind of fire, that kind of courage to say, you know what? I don't care what the height's looking like. I know I got the bounce. I'm going to try to yam it on you. That's bold. That is bold. But it shows that you got a true leader on the squad. So I like them. I like them. At the ninth seed, you got Portland, which realistically has the best point guard in the league right now. And my boy Dame Dollar, make you want to holler. Um, CJ McCollum, Hassan Whiteside, and that boy... Carmelo, you know how to get down with the mellow. I'm not, I'm not sold on Portland, man. If they make a playoff run, if they somehow bump out Memphis, I mean, I don't, I don't really see anything happening, man. I don't really see anything happening. Like, like right now, they're saying that you know, because, because looking at it, the race is kind of close for that, for that eighth seed spot. You got Memphis, who's currently in the AC, 28 and 27. Portland's 25 and 31. San Antonio's 23 and 31. The Pelicans, who got Zion, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram. Can we can we talk about how Brandon Ingram is finally balling? That Brandon Ingram is supposed to be a younger version of Kevin Durant. Yeah, he wasn't really balling like that, you know, in a Lakers uniform. But now, I feel like when you go to a team... That you really have to fight for. And there's not as much like spotlight on you. I feel like you become better. And Brandon Ingram. You know he, you know he's going on a tear. I like him. I'm glad that he you know got selected to the All-Star. I think that was dope. Proud of that team man. Um, but realistically. Portland, San Antonio and New Orleans. And maybe even if the season makes a turn. The Sacramento Kings sitting at 12. At 22 and 33, they could make a run too. You never know. I'm saying right now, this from the 8th seed to the 12th seed can change because the win column is only, the only difference is about five games. So realistically, anything can change. I mean, realistically, anything within the top, you know, top one through eight can change in terms of order. But if you're talking about getting a last playoff spot, anything is possible at this point. It's looking kind of scary. That's why I say the West is more the West is more exciting than the East because it's like the West has more powerhouses and you're looking like wow, you know, they really got bodies everywhere. Like this team could really make some magic. It could really make some heat. But if the playoffs started today 
And if I had to make a choice, like I said, this is, you know, this is just at the playoff start today. All right. We're in February. All right. We got some time to go. My Eastern Conference Finals pick. If the players were to start today, right? You know, we can't factor in injuries just yet and none of that other stuff. I would take Milwaukee versus Miami for the simple fact that Miami is a dark horse team for me. That you know, they're 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 a ladder of the pack. People don't really think about them, you know. I could easily say Boston, but it's just something about Miami, especially now adding Iguodala on defense. You know, you never know. They could they could possibly make a run. Now, I'm not knocking Boston, and I'm not knocking Toronto. But I'm just saying I like the way Miami is functioning. I like the way they're running right now. So, for me right now, the Eastern Conference Finals, Milwaukee, Miami. Now, for the Western Conference, like I said, Battle of the Staples Center would be crazy. Like it would legit be the battle of LA. Like it would really be no home game, home versus visitor games because they both play there. So it's literally home versus home. It would be the Clippers and the Lakers. It would definitely be great to see um, LeBron and Kawhi go back at it again defensively. That would be phenomenal. But like I said, that's if the playoffs started today. So that's our look at the NBA. And currently, the playoff setup, if the playoffs were to start today, I mean, we got a, we got a, about a good two months to go. So, anything could change. We'll be back with more. This is another episode of See Me at Halftime. It's your boy, J.A. Watson, the Parker. Mr. Skin So Light shouldn't get any darker. That boy, Jared Parker. Give me a chance. And um, when you guys, if any of y'all would like to come on the show... Download that Anchor app, go to the profile, leave a voice message, you know, tell me your thoughts, tell me what you're feeling, what you're not feeling, tell me what you want to hear more of, tell me what you like, what you dislike. Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, at see me at halftime, you know, get more engaged in the conversation, you know, you know, I'm here for the people, man, we here to have fun. But as always, peace, love, and sports, I'm out of here.